The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Again, Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on them, on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephapha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened. His speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. If there's one message uh, among so many, message, many messages that we can take away from the readings today, it's the fact that if the fall in sin happened through the material things of this world, our Lord would obviously want to resolve that sin and redeem that thing, sin through the material things of the world as well. Okay, Sin is messy. Sometimes it hides as something really shiny. But in the end, it causes a mess in the world and in us. So it's no surprise that the work of the redemption had to get a little bit, a bit messy as well. And when we think about our Lord on the cross, we see exactly that. But our Lord in his goodness has kind of hidden a bit of that messiness for us because he wants, to he wants us to focus also on those deeper spiritual gifts that we are receiving through that. We see in the first reading today, the prophet Isaiah is talking about the moment when God will come and he starts to perform all these wonderful healings and also, he makes dry and arid places, places of springs and life again. Water is that symbolism of life throughout the scripture. And so, when the healings start to take place, like we see in the Gospel of Mark today, people react to that. But they're thinking about it simply at the level of the Messiah. They're thinking about those physical healings. And those miracles have come. Those were some of the signs and wonders that our Lord performed in the power of, the Holy, uh, of his Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit so that people would start believing in him, and through him they would start believing and coming back to the Father, reconciling to the Father through him. But something much deeper happens as well, and that's why when we look at sacred scripture, we see that they talk about some literal things, things that happen in history, material things that we experience every day, the beautiful miracle of a healing, for example, how we treat each other before or after the liturgical assembly. But there's also a deeper spiritual meaning as well. Because when we look at the first reading today, we can also think of what the world was like after the fall of Adam and Eve. What was the fallout of that first sin that continued to happen due to our own sins? Isaiah describes various maladies, various afflictions, where people are wounded in their natural powers. They can't see as well as they should. They can't hear as well as they could. They walk around with difficulty. And not only does that refer to physical infirmity, but it also refers to the fact that as a consequence of original sin and our own sins, we are wounded in our natural powers. And so when we try to navigate this world, we don't see the right thing to do as clearly as we should. How many times has a parent said to his kids, his or her his or kids, why don't you listen to me? Right? 
and they give you that blank stare. I don't know, right? And how many times do we know it's like, why am I not listening here? I know I should do something, but I don't get this. I don't get what is being told to me. Or we resist. That little rebellion happens in us. Or why does everything seem to be so hard? And we remember right after the fall, when the Lord said, he came to the garden, he said, look, this is what's going to happen. You are in paradise now, but basically you blew it. And now you're going to have to work to get a living, to get an existence out of the soil. And so the day-to-day of life is drudgery first many times. It's really hard. It's like, oh, why are things all so hard? Sometimes we fall into that trap of saying, God, why do you make things so hard? And if he wasn't as kind and loving as he, as he is, he would say, well, you know perfectly well why things are so hard. It's because you sinned and your first parents sinned. You guys made this mess. Don't expect me to clean it up. But yet he did come to clean it up, right? We see our Lord coming to clean it up. One mess is cleaned up with another mess, which is the mess of Calvary, the mess of the cross, of coming, becoming flesh, living with us, descending into the depths of sin without sinning himself, so that he could make that sacrifice on the cross and win those graces, that vindication that Isaiah talks about today, to wash all that stuff away, to give us a fighting chance again. So, It's not by chance that the story we hear about in the gospel today is actually an optional part of the rite of baptism. There's a moment where no spitting is involved, so don't worry about that, right? In baptism, and in some some, uh, cultures when they do baptism, there's also a moment where the person, uh, the minister, touches the ears and says, Ephatha, just like we heard that today. Because it represents the fact that our Lord is giving us the grace to hear and heed his word in a way that we never heard and heeded it before. When you start working with grace, you start listening to scripture in a different way. You start seeing things in a different way. Some things that used to be really hard become easier. And your challenges are put into perspective. It's like, okay, this is tough, but our Lord said, take up your cross every day and follow me. And you'll lose, by losing your life, you'll save your life. So it not only gives us perspective, but it gives us that strength to be able to start doing that again. Even though we still remain in this fallen world where things are harder, things are not as clear to people. And that's a reality that we live down below. But now we have that hope that someday, like Isaiah rejoices about in the first reading today, all that is going to pass away. We'll see things perfectly clearly. We'll understand things perfectly clearly. We'll be totally restored in our powers. Our Lord wants to come and touch and heal us. The people who received healing in the gospel today would not have imagined in that moment that Jesus was God come in person. They may not have even connected that miracle to this passage in Isaiah. Because they might have thought of this passage of Isaiah as the moment when God was going to come at the end of history and clean house and really sort everything out. They weren't ready yet to realize that God had come in person, in the person of the Son, and started to touch and heal people. And our Lord continues to touch and heal people. And in those moments, it was messy, okay? The, the idea of this miracle today is a little bit t- distasteful, but we have to also understand that in the culture of the time, a holy man's spittle was considered to have curative properties. That's why he was doing it, and they were coming to Jesus because he was a holy man. And that's not much of a stretch for us if we remind ourselves that even though we receive it under the appearance of bread and wine, we are receiving the body and blood of Christ, sacrificed on the cross. We represent that sacrifice every time we celebrate the Mass, that bloody sacrifice that was celebrated on Calvary 
as the Council of Church teaches us, is offered in an unbloody way every time we celebrate the sacrifice of the Eucharist, because that sacrifice is rendered present through the sacraments. And today the sacraments are the way where Jesus continues to come and touch and heal us, starting with baptism, putting us back on track again, starting to fill our life with that grace again where we can start walking a little better in the spiritual life, seeing things more clearly in the light of the gospel, understanding a little more what God is telling us in sacred scripture and in church teachings and things like that. And we continue to have those moments through the sacraments where Jesus reaches through those sacraments, those material realities, bread, wine, water, certain dispositions, like in the sacrament of confession, for example, certain gestures and blessings with the, with the intercession of a minister or, and, and those various things. Through those material realities, he reaches in and touches us and undoes that mess that was caused by original sin and by our sins. So, as we continue that celebra- this celebration of the Eucharist, let's thank our Lord once again for coming down to clean up the big mess that is sin. That definitive cleanup is not going to happen until the end. But by living holy lives, we become part of that cleaning solution, forgive the expression, instead of part of the problem. Let's ask our Lord to continue to come into our lives, touch us and heal us. In those few moments of silence after communion today, let's ask our Lord, just like you got to really scrub and get into those little corners and spots to make something squeaky clean, well, let's ask him to reach into our hearts today and really touch in and get into those corners of gunk in our soul, those little dark spots that we don't want anything to go into, but we know there's a bit of soot and stuff in there caused by sin. Let's ask him to help us go in there and clean those corners out so that cleansed by him and strengthened by him, we can already start to participate in that joy that Isaiah talks about in the first reading today. We come and worship before the Lord who made us, offering the Father all our needs. That God's salvation may reach to the ends of the earth through the ministry of the church, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the actions of all, of all those who govern and legislate will imitate the Lord, who is just in all his ways, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our nation on Labor Day, that our work will be directed to God's glory and that the unemployed will obtain suitable work, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase of vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to terrorism, and for the conversion of all those who are given to violence and hatred, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our military and citizens who are in harm's way, that God will protect them and bring them home safely, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for the intentions of the people of the parish. For those who are sick or infirmed, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
eternal rest grant unto them, and let, let perpetual, perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and all the souls of the faithfully parted, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Loving Father, in your great mercy, hear our prayers and hold us close. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.